Hey, you with the rhinestone dog collar. Between us dogs, I just convinced my human to upgrade to a new home with a 1,200 square foot bathroom. I think she called it a yard. With Wells Fargo's 3% down payment on a fixed rate loan, my human realized a new home was within reach. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash woof. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage. Down payments as low as 3% on a fixed rate loan require mortgage insurance. Ask a home mortgage consultant about loan requirements. Wells Fargo Home Mortgage is a division of Wells Fargo Bank N.A. Equal housing lender. NMLS RID 399801. Feral Audio. From New York City, it's the Todd Berry Podcast. The Todd Berry Podcast. Hey, everyone. It's, uh, it's good to be back. I've been on the road, writing a book, still writing a book. Can't do everything. I don't have that crazy ambition. I get too, uh, it's too much. I get overwhelmed. But I will be going to the UK, June 13th, Manchester, doing crowd work shows. Then the 14th through 18th in London, doing crowd work shows at the Soho Theater. DC, I'll be in July July 1st at the Draft House Comedy uh, Theater. Then I'm going to be in uh, Just for Laughs in Montreal, Just for Laughs in Toronto. And September 28th, I'm at the YYC Comedy Fest in Calgary, my second trip to Cal- <clears throat> to Calgary. And uh, what else is there? Check out uh, my crowd work special. You're tired of hearing about that. I, I shouldn't have brought that up. And, uh, oh, yes, Feral Audio brings you this podcast and a lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of podcasts. Sorry uh, for the phlegm in my throat, but this is, uh, that's the way we do th- things over here. We kind of, uh, they're a little rough around the edges because I don't like to re-record, although I have re-recorded in the past. Anyway, feralaudio.com. And if you want to support the podcasts, click on support our artists and, uh, it's an Amazon link, and just order whatever you're going to order on Amazon through that link, and artists will get paid a percentage of that. So uh, buy, you know, grand piano or something. I get a check for $70. And what else is there? I think that's it, right? That's got to be it. Oh, Lenny Marcus is on the show today. He's a guy I've known forever. New York staple. Everyone knows him. Funny guy around the clubs. Uh, Kind of an interesting perspective because he's not really a big touring guy. So we talked about that. And we talked about his new podcast. But I don't want to leak it all. So here's Lenny Marcus. So we're rolling, man. Um, You're early. You said you're never early. I'm never early. This is a fluke. I was all over the place today, though. Where were you? Uh, It's funny. I was on... This is is my day. Uh... This morning, I had a meeting with Buddy Bolton. You know Buddy? What happened to him? Buddy Bolton is like creative director for like American Radio or something like that, an online, a, uh, a big radio station that produces content and then dishes it out all over the, oh. the world. I'd, I always wonder about him. He's great. He's doing great. He's a nice guy. I like that guy. Yeah. And, uh, and then I went and did a, I had lunch with Robert Kelly. Oh, my God. Because Tuesdays is lunch with Lenny. Really? Yeah, we do. He, this is, he's got a therapist appointment across the street from my 
So he has a, r- a ritual of the same therapy appointment and yeah. and the same lunch before well, the therapy. Kind of after after we do it after. So hopefully, does he talk about his appointment? No, never. That's yeah. yeah it's probably good. not his your business. That's right. Um, wow. But I, it, yeah, I get, so we move locations sometimes, and then uh, and then I had uh, an audition to be the face of HIV AIDS. For seriously? Some, yeah. For some <laughs> pharmaceutical company. So you would be someone who had HIV or yeah, AIDS? in some kind of picture that probably runs around Manhattan for like. Wow, yeah, I always wonder about those people where it's like I don't know if they have that disease. That's why I didn't shave. Oh really? You yeah, I'm like just in case we. You thought you know, like, that, <laughs> I'm you in the that, picture, don't you? Maybe they don't recognize. Oh, I, I took saying, my glasses off. Yeah. I thought you were saying the scruff screamed AIDS more. Yeah. Oh no, no. <laughs> so was it a print ad? It's probably, I think it's print, yeah, I think it's a print ad that you probably wouldn't even notice on a train or something like that, but it's a, it's good money. I'd notice it if you were in it. Right? You'd be like, it's, it's good, good money? money? Yeah, it's good money. It's good enough money for like a year of print that who knows would notice. And then um, and then I came right here, and that's why I'm early, because wow. I, I got out a little early. What do they do in, a, in an ad for a print ad for AIDS? Was it just AIDS? take your picture. Really? Yeah, it's the easiest audition in the history of the world. Wow. Yeah, it's weird. And then I had to go to the bathroom. I'm like, I got to get to Todd. So literally, I, this is my day. I had a, <laughs> AIDS and then a really, which is worse, having to go to the bathroom really bad or AIDS? Or AIDS? I, I, I think AIDS is worse than that. <laughs> I've only had one of those experiences, but I feel like AIDS is probably the, yeah. if you had to choose which one you wouldn't want the there most. So that'd be, so you'd, is it for a drug or? Yeah, it's for a pharmaceutical drug. Oh my God. Yeah. And would you, so you wouldn't do any like talking or anything? No, they just literally take your picture. He's like this guy. Look, it's a fluke. Check out this dude. Yeah, he's taking this massively overpriced medication. And the people can't see this, but uh, like, what face do you make for that? You know what I mean? Like, I'm not not gonna be like, hey, thumbs up. I know. Did they give you any guidance? They kind of give you a a thing like just you know, pleasant, you know, not miserable. Right. It's not as bad as you think. Yeah. It's something like especially with this drug I'm taking. That's right. How do you make that face? What is what is that face? I know. I think that's uh, just think how you would really feel and then add a smile to it. As, as a matter of fact, she said a little more smile. Like a little. Yeah. I know I said you have AIDS. But it's really not reason to be completely <laughs> depressed. Not with this drug. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's that's an interesting. Uh, anyway. So you would do it, though. I would. I think if they took the pic, yeah, I have a honeymoon coming up, so let's do that. <laughs> and then you, you'd be on your honeymoon yeah, in Tahiti, like, like oh, it's the AIDS dude. <laughs> you know, you know who you're married to, the AIDS dude. <laughs> She's like, yes, I am. Where are you going on your honeymoon? We're hoping Hawaii. You know, there's a gig you can get in Hawaii, probably. Really? Well, I got a gig there, but well, I, I shouldn't prom- I shouldn't book you on a gig <laughs> that I don't book. Not on my honeymoon. I'm sure she wants me to work. Sorry, honey, I gotta leave. Uh, I've got a gig. Well, I got a gig. Yeah, one night, you know, the yeah. fun, bankroll's part of it. That's true. Think right. about it. All right. Where are you going to go in Hawaii? <laughs> they te- they tell you, like, uh, Maui and Kauai are the two best for getting, yeah. do a little sightseeing yeah. and action, and then the last part, relax. I went to Hawaii. I went to Maui, and I went to uh, Honolulu for gigs. For gigs. All yeah. by myself. And? Oh, it's, and pretty be- yeah, it's pretty unbelievable. You didn't take anybody on those two gigs? Come I on. didn't have anyone to take. Sorry, Todd. I know. There's been times I have had someone to take, but that wasn't one of those times. You know, when I'm with you, I want to, I want to, I, I end up whispering. Do people do that all the time? They end up taking it down. Uh, people do again. I mean, <laughs> Natterman always does my own voice to me. It makes me want to. Uh, kill yourself, yeah. No, kill him, actually. Oh, both. Okay. But 
You should do his voice back to him. Uh, gee, uh, 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 1940. <laughs> now, let's talk about. You're a guy who stay. You don't. I've talked to you about this before. You kind of like. You're kind of like to be a New York comic, and you don't really like to leave much. Yeah. With that said, I'm leaving Saturday to do three weeks <laughs> on a cruise ship. Seriously? Yeah. Where are you going? Three cruises in a row from Seattle to Alaska. Wow. Yeah, but. It'll make a lot of money and then pay for the honeymoon. But usually if I would do one or two weeks, it would bankroll my summer and then I wouldn't have to go anywhere but do city spots. I just don't like the I don't like the idea. The, the only time I get lonely is on the road. What about you? Um, oh, yeah, I get lonely on the road and I get lonely here as well. Oh, I, don't, I never get lonely. Here. Really? There's too much going on. Oh, you have on. a fiancé. Well, the, also, even before I had the fiancé, it's just running like constant running around. Doing, really? Yeah, this and my whole day. Look at my day: AIDS, Tiberi, <laughs> peeing, lunch with Bob. I mean, by the time at spots, by the time I love I that. You, I love that peeing is actually something you mentioned. Yeah. <laughs> well, you peed also today. Wow, I don't, I don't know anyone else who did that. <laughs> I like to include inane things. So, where are you? So, you're going to Alaska, Seattle, 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 and like three ports in Alaska, Glacier Bay. I don't know if you've ever been up there. It's gorgeous. I have been to Alaska. Yeah. Um, are you bringing your fiance? No. So three weeks without three her? Three weeks. Oh, she's, that sucks. She's miserable, yeah. Why can't you? I don't know. She can't get away. That's like, she's a, in the finance accounting thing. It's like quarter end or something, or mid-year end. Like, Ugh. Oh, man. I know. That's a long, did you think about, oh. Yeah, we thought about it, and then it was like, every time, then we were like, oh, why not? You know, they, they, it's always a great idea for every girl, you know, like, yeah, why not? We'll have the money, we'll go, and then the second I'm a week away, like, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It's a long time to be away from uh, Definitely. your loved one. Yeah. But, we'll make, we'll yeah, work. you'll get through it. I mean, it'll eventually. It goes fast. And it'll eventually, yeah, you'll be coming back, and yeah. you'll be like. She'll be like, I didn't miss you. And you're like, I didn't really miss you. And <laughs> and it's not the Caribbean. And I got rebooked for another eight weeks straight. <laughs> and you can't make any of those. And they, uh, it's not the Caribbean, so you can use your phone. Like, we're still in America. Yeah. You know, so. Do you, do you, have you done a lot of cruises? I do about four a year. Four weeks? Four weeks. Four one weeks a year. You know, one weekers. Do you like it? Uh, How many shows is mm, it? Do you do the, the ones where it's like 16 shows in a week? Or? I've done that one. Ooh. And let me tell you something. When you get off of that one, oh, man. Yeah. Not good. Not good. I mean, I'm exhausted. I oh, okay. I the crowds was... aren't great. They're okay. Right, and there's 16 of them. There's 16 of 16 them. The same. It's Groundhog Day in a row. Oh, and man. it could be like, they say you could do whatever you want on some of them, and then you get there, and it's like, no. Don't even talk about kissing. Yeah. So it can be a real... Uh, they're they're not easy, some of them, but you know for four weeks, then you come back with a nice check, and then I yeah. don't have to go anywhere for another six seven weeks. And you do a lot of like, do you do a lot of like country clubs and shit like that? Yeah, I'll do the one nighter, Johnny Lampert, or whoever <laughs> else books it, Orthodox Jews, whatever you got. I did a church one year, it was crazy. I did a temple a few years ago that I was surprised how fun it was. Depends on the level, you know this. Yeah, about the Jews. Of, of how if Jewish you have they are. reform, good. Yeah, conservative, mm, orthodox. Ooh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've done all of those. I yep. think it's pretty. Uh, you just don't think about it. It's like ripping a band aid. Like just do it. You get right. the check. Come back. Do you just go in a zone? Uh, some I try and like find something to the base level of what they would like. Like the easiest stuff. They usually like family stuff. So I break into. Jokes about my mom and dad. So you have you don't have a separate act like a separate um, Judeo act. Um, I definitely have jokes that work better 
for the Judeos. <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't even know if that's the right way to phrase it. Judeos. The Judeos. Did um. Judeo. So you 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 stay pretty busy though, right? I'd stay. So really you don't busy. have desire to be like show up in Cleveland and have like this. Your fans show up and see you. You know what's funny about that? First of all, I don't think I have any fans. But second of it's all, because you don't go to Cleveland, probably. <laughs> you got to go there and yeah. show them what you got. Well, when I started, it was weird. I started, I was working when I started. So it was like, when, I don't know how you did this. Like, you open, and then when you middle, you always have to go with somebody to those places so they know you. Uh-huh. And then eventually, the, a couple of years later, they're like, oh, let's bring them back to headline. Well, when I was middling, I never, wait, you want me to go to Cleveland? We're well, using yeah. Cleveland, poor Cleveland. But we go to Cleveland for... What is it to middle? Like it's nothing. probably like yeah. I mean, it's probably but it's money. You'd lose money if you're like a young person. It's like life. yeah, it could if you string them up and drive. You know, that's the thing. But I started late. I don't think that money has changed in seriously in 28 years. That yeah. middle money, right? And I was like, by the time I was a middle, I was like 35. I started when I was 30, so I was like 30. Oh really? Yeah. Oh. So I some like I was like 37, six years old when I middled. So you didn't start comedy till you're 30. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'm old. That's pretty late. Yeah. Huh. I can't even begin to guess how old you are. Okay. <laughs> Good. Let's not. We don't have to do that. Right. No, I don't, I'm up. I'm your age. Are you really? Oh, I think we talked to them. Li- maybe a year Damn. Well, we both look really great for our age, don't you think? <laughs> don't you think we look say great? say yes. We, we look great. So... You just never, were you ever out there? Like, were you ever like, did you ever? I, I would go like to open once in a while. Like, uh, you know, I've been to the Stress Factory. I've been to Brown Thompson's. or <laughs> New Brunswick, New Jersey doesn't yeah, count like, as doesn't uh, count. Governor. You know, I did the Tri-State and then eventually I would go, you know, once in a blue moon, I would go out to the middle of nowhere, but not really. And I was like, okay, forget it. I think you can develop in the city. And there was so many clubs here, and it was like, a, it, at one point here, you know this, there was like 14 clubs. Yeah. I just think, I mean, personally, for me, everyone's got their own way of doing it. But mm-hmm. I want to be out there. I want to go to um, Alabama and find the 150 people who like me there. Mm. Yeah. I'll go. Uh, as soon as I get a phone call, hey, this is the Alabama <laughs> Giggles. Oh, we heard you somewhere. you got to well, come they're, out to Giggles They're Alabama. never going to call yeah, you, man. They're never calling. You so gotta, it's fine. you got to pursue it. But yeah, if you don't want to, then don't. No, do but it. if you think about it, you could. Well, you want to do that, so you, yeah. you, you know, you got to want to do it. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I like New York. I'm a New Yorker. Me too, brother. Yep. You have a. Um, I've been to your apartment. You've you uh, record my. Sometimes you you do uh, put you some, on tape. Put me on tape for auditions. You do a good job. You direct me. Do a nice little edit. Yeah. And then I don't get the part. <laughs> Well, you know, auditions. If I yeah. had the magic touch, like, yeah. hey, this is Lenny. Here's another one. No, I mean, the last one we did, I thought, I was... I you're pre- great. You, you, you're you one of the guys that come in and nail it. Really? Yeah. There are people come in, I'm like, I am going to be here all day long. That's because I only want to pay for an hour. That's why. <laughs> no, but I mean, some of them only want to pay for an hour, and then I'm there for like, you know, nine hours. I'm like, no, no, believe me, I want to get you out of here. Just know these lines. It's terrible. Yeah. But you're a pro. I am. A, I'm a very professional... <laughs> The, uh, yeah, see, oh, yeah, so when I was in your apartment, your apartment's, like, really neat. Yeah, I'm a neat guy. Are you? She's a little, uh, she's the clutter one. So, actually, when you were probably there, I, I probably had to spruce that up a little bit. Just everything's, like, a nice pile. It's kind of like it yeah. inspired me to, well, it didn't really inspire me because I didn't follow through. But I was like, oh, I could do this. I could put stuff this in. This place is pretty neat. It's not terrible. Yeah, it's no, not terrible. This is good. But, um, so you're kind of a, are you good at throwing shit out? Yeah. I'm going to throw shit out. I don't know about throwing shit out, but eventually I throw shit out, you know? Um, 
yeah, I've just been always neat and organized. I can't function like, do you know when you know that moment where you're looking for your keys, and it's like I can't find my key. Yeah. Like that horror moment. I try to eliminate that. So as yeah, much I've, as I've done that too. I'm like, this could be my key spot. Yeah, and then I forget it. And then you're like, how did it? It's like it didn't make it. Why did I put it on like on my sh- on a shoe that was on the floor? <laughs> like that's where I was fucking. What that's was exactly I thinking? Right. Yeah, I have a key spot. I have a spot for everything. So when it's not there, you know who I'm blaming? Like Gina, where's the? Really? Yeah. Do you guys fight over this kind of stuff? No, but I do go, come on, what's with this? You know, like, oh, we, what are we doing with this pile over here? What is it? Oh, man. You know? Yeah. That's, no uh, that's rough. Yep. That's rough going. No nonsense. How long have you been with her? Two and a half years. How'd you meet her? Can I ask you these questions? You can ask me whatever All you right. want. Uh, how did I meet her? Her aunt is married to my second cousin. So you, this is like your sister you married. <laughs> That's what everybody says. But no. Oh, really? That was a pretty yeah. obvious joke to make. Yeah. No, I feel shit. That's feel all right. Like Sorry, Todd. That was hilarious. I feel like you I can edit one, that part out. Where I I've never that. heard that one yeah. before <laughs> after telling people how I met her. Yeah. So they, it's a really weird story. You want a yeah, quick story? Yeah, I, like, I like stories. Okay, here's the story. My father's dying in 2013. You I'm like sorry. this part of the story? No, it's a sad part. <laughs> okay. So when he's, my cousin who he loves... Um, who's married to her aunt. He, we know them forever. I know them forever. I don't even know that she has a niece. And they came to visit my dad on Long Island. So they said when we would brace, when they visit my dad on Long Island, we also want to come. I would take care of my dad on Long Island, then come back to the city and do spots on the weekend. They're like, we want to come see you do spots on the weekend. I'm like, I'm really not in a great place, but sure, come on in. Like, can can uh, she bring her niece? You know, my cousin bring cousin's wife bring her niece i'm like i think you can't bring a 12 year old girl into a comedy club yeah. like, no no she's like 30 you know two years old okay bring her in and then it's gina so i was like that's your niece you know like you're yeah. like that's a pretty good niece yeah so uh and my father passed away and then i told her you know like after I, you know i don't know if i can see you till after this whole resolved and uh about six months later, I called her up. And, Damn, six yeah. months. That's a long time. Long time. But you probably needed that six months. I did. But it worked out. And it worked out. And she's a Todd Berry fan. She's a huge Todd Berry fan. Like, she has, like, She played it couple... cool when I was there. Every time I've met her, she doesn't know. No, she's, she What's tries to play it cool in front of the, the comics, but she's a big comedy fan. And then she has her favorites and definitely Todd... She watched you down at the, uh, the Underground one night. Oh, really? And she was like, oh, man, he's great. Oh man! Yeah, he's Todd, a killer act. Todd Barry, he's killer. Your stuff is always great. And then you're like, "All right, honey." Yeah. No, the one that I she wanna... does that for. She she says she's a big fan, but you're not her number one. Her number Seriously? one, yeah, Soder is her. Seriously, yeah, that's Soder? the one. She goes, "Oh God, he's really dreamy." Soder's and oh really? Dreamy. Yeah, yeah. See that 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 doesn't bother you? Oh, no, she she she. It's playful. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Soder's a solid dude, though, and he's a funny comic, so I can't get that yeah. mad. Right. It's, a, it's always a little, the one if I said somebody horrible. Right? Yeah, I mean, I'm a little bit mad right now. But <laughs> I mean, you're, you're you're like in the top three, I to think. To be fair. in the Really? I think so, yeah. In her top three? I've never heard her mention. She very rarely says, I really like that act, or I really like that guy, or yeah. really like that. And you would definitely, she's like, oh, he's really good. All right. Well, so. I think I've covered your fiance's fandom okay. of me enough. Thanks. That's <laughs> the podcast. Came across nice, needy. Uh, <laughs> I watched your uh, 
I watched your first Letterman yeah. right before you came over. Man, you fucking killed it. Yeah. I, I can't good... believe I said killed it, but killed. My Lettermans were good. It was about time. <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I mean, I'd been trying to get on that show forever and ever, and Eddie kept cock-blocking me. Really? Yeah. What did he... It was always an excuse. It was always this joke, or it was always that joke, or it was always like, oh, yeah, send me another tape, and then he would forget about me, and then, like, because I don't have a manager, so I was like, okay, at, w at what point? So then... People are like, go to the Nebraska Comedy Festival and do this. So I went out to the Nebraska Comedy Festival, which, again, me in the middle of nowhere, yeah. just because people are like, you'll put the set in front of them, and that's the TV. I did it. It did amazing. I, uh, I got to the finals of that thing, whatever it is. So then I get back to New York, and I see him, and I'm like, hey, can I do Letterman? He's like, well, send me the set. I'm like, dude. I just won your semifinal out there in Nebraska. Based on the 13 what times the? you've seen me in a month, yeah. do you think I could do four and a half minutes? Based upon the fact that you know me for 20 years. The hoops this, they make you jump through. I got, was, now that they're off the air, I will say it's, uh, it was brutal. it's nightmare. It was brutal. So here's the end of the—I'll make this quick. After all the years or whatever, so he said—he goes, all right, I just—I sent him the set that I want to do. He's like, all right, I want to tweak a uh, couple, you know, couple things, and I— put the tweak together back from but it was he goes it doesn't even matter just do what i tell you to do here and he made a couple of notes i went into the strip on like a tuesday in front of like seven people and sent him that tape and he's like it doesn't matter if there's seven people i just want to hear how it sounds i sent it to him on a friday he got fired on saturday oh my god i was like are you fucking kidding me he gets fired on a saturday right or whatever whenever yeah. that article came out yeah 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 and then i was okay here we go and then uh, Nick Griffin found out who the new people were for me, and then he's like, okay, these are the people. So I send it in, and like, this is, I was on the board there or something like that, and apparently they said, I felt, he somehow passed the message through, I feel sorry for Lenny, he was next. That's what he says. Uh -huh. And then they looked at that tape in front of the seven, I go, this is the one, Eddie. He's like, well, we don't think it's good enough. I'm like, wait, 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 wait. He approved it. So that, it's the craziest story, but oh at the God. end of the day, they said, we're going to do a live showcase. Do you want to do this live showcase? And I, I almost threw my whole computer out the window. I'm like, I got to go live. I've done it. I've done, this is, I've done the whole process for 15 years already. Again with this, and they're like, just if you want to do the showcase. And I said, you know what? I'm doing the showcase. And, and about four friends of mine came down because this is, they wanted to see for the millionth time, like, what is the problem here? And... I knocked out of the park, so they were they were like, okay, yeah, you're on. You can watch comic once and know whether they're good enough to be on TV. Yeah. You don't need to, that hoop jumping is fucking amazing. It's like, comics know what we're doing. All we do is put sets together. That's all we do. Yep. And then you're going to be like, I'm going to tweak it. <laughs> Fuck your tweaks. It was unbelievable. I like Eddie, but. I like Eddie, the, too. The general concept of My father tweaking. was so mad at him. He knew Eddie back when I did Caroline's in the open, you know, as an opener, and, uh, I was the one, all my friends were like, fuck Eddie. And I was like, look, man, he's just doing his job. He doesn't want to get yelled at by Letterman. But I, you they're know what? They're all doing their job. And they're, I mean, they're. Yeah, it's a little much. Their job should not include commenting, telling a comedian what to do. I mean, at least Eddie's a comedian. But, you know, some of those other producers are like, hey, do you think he's like, I think, I think about this more than you do. I know what I'm doing. You don't know. You're not qualified to tell a comedian who's twice your age, <laughs> how to do his fucking act when I'm the one out there doing it. Yeah. And you have zero qualification. We're obsessed, we're obsessed with making sets. You're right. This set, this set, putting this it's in like, order, putting well, this in order. Well, it's just like, like if we the, do you know, so much of the when work. When the musician's on there, they like, 
hey, do the guitar solo like a little earlier. And what, <laughs> are you using a Fender? Yeah, can you use a Gibson? It's like, no, actually, I know what I'm doing. This, yeah. is, well, this is what I do. And do you want me to do it on your show or not? Oh, God, now I'm getting angry, man. But the funniest part of that, what, this is you angry? Yeah, I, am. <laughs> I actually am angry. <laughs> well, the first part, are, you know what, after that, sure enough, I did it twice more within like a year and a half. Yeah. So they loved, they were like, he loves you. Like, yeah, he would have loved me like eight years right, ago, too. Right. You would have helped my career. It was like my only goal in the business was to do Letterman. Yeah. I thought that was the top. And now, and of course, he announces he leaves me, but I would have done it every year for the remainder of uh, Yeah. I, I, What's next? What do I do now, Todd? Oh, you're asking me. Oh, yeah. I like this. Um, I mean, but Letterman did it really? Did it get you anything other no. than the I satisfaction? Mean, of... Street cred, you know. Well, the it's satisfaction. good. It's good for a club. You can say here, I killed on Letterman. Yeah, I show them the tape of three of them, and then they, and they low like ball. Him. You send you a low ball yeah. offer. Yeah, they go, yeah. He, he's still people don't know who he is, so we're gonna right. Huh? That's what it is. 125 a show, tagline. You know, I think uh, somebody doing one nighter, one one of these one nighter books was like, you need a if you just had one great TV credit, just one. I'm like, okay, now I have three, and he's like. Yeah, but I'm like, all right, that's it. We're never having another discussion. This is the number to book me. And that, yeah, I once had an agent send three of my Letterman's. That was when I'd only had three. <laughs> and uh, how many did you do? Tom? Eight. Oh my god, that's awesome. And then, um, yeah, then he sent it to this club, and you know, and it was one of the bigger clubs. And the guys, nope. It's like, come on, man. What do you got to do? do you, what do you think's going to happen? Yeah, what do you got to do? But I also think he probably shot, he should have just sent one of them because maybe there's some little dull, mo- you know, dead spots. and I, Or maybe the guy didn't even watch more than one of them. Maybe. It's a lot of things. I don't happen. care anymore. You know, it's dead. The late night TV is dead. It's nice to do. I like doing it just because, Pete, like you said, it's on a tape. Or I yeah. said it's on a tape. <laughs> one of us. It's a nice to have, you know, but it's not doing anything for anybody anymore. I also, I, I don't know. Oh my I don't God, like, I made Todd I don't like, Barry yawn. We've hit the bottom. I don't like the, um, you know, now you have to worry about it being on YouTube, and then it's going to be there for, yeah. for as long as they want it on there. Yeah. And then, you know, then a club will show that to advertise you, yeah. and then you're like, I kind of want to do a couple of those jokes. Right. And, I mean, you could still do them, but yeah. still, it makes you a little self-conscious, maybe. Oh. It's tough. It's the business is a really, it's a tough business. So what know. are your, like, uh, I know you do, you do film stuff. Do you yep. want to make a movie, or have you made a movie? I just finished. I finished a short film last summer. It's been in. It's still in festivals. Really? It's, yeah. It's what called, festivals? This New York Film Festival. I don't know. There's some New York filmmakers film festival. They're gonna re air. They were gonna reshow it uh-huh. one of these in the summer, and it's entered into a couple of more festivals. I'm just waiting to hear, and then by the end of this year, whatever it does, it does, and it's just a short. Do you and, get? And then I like I like doing it. I like doing stuff. Anything. I like diversifying the whole thing. Yeah, I guess I like to mix it up. Do you? Um, what about a feature? That's a tough one because there's a lot of money involved in that, and a lot of you know I can't put my own money into that one. You got to get backers and producers and oh, Kickstarter. Yeah, you don't want to do that. It's. So, I mean, maybe you do want to do that, but I don't know. There's so many. You know, like when people get sick, they go on Kickstarter. That seems to be a good thing. When you're sick? When you're yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah, it's my feeling. You too. know what I mean? Like, all right, it's like I'm totally when you're, that. But when it's like I'm making a film, I feel so guilty. It's like begging. It is begging, especially yeah. if you have the money. I'm there doing, are people who have the money and still beg. Yeah, I mean, I what I did was I worked, I would work like two cruises a couple of years ago, like 2011. I worked two cruises just to get the camera. And then I worked two cruises yeah. to make some money to do the film, you know? So. You can fund yourself if you really want to. Yeah, that's the, I've seen people like, oh, you, we want to raise $7,500. Work, work a couple extra hours. Yeah. Do a few more gigs. Yeah. And uh, I would go on the road. 
drink less beer and fucking uh, yeah. stop smoking. You still don't smoke for... I, t- I always ask people, they're like, I have no money, I have no money. How much is your smoking and drinking allowance for the year? And then they go, oh my God, if I didn't smoke a drink, I'd have like 30 grand. I'm like, well, this is your answer to all your financial problems. I don't know what the... the um, you're a big smoker, right? I'm joking. <laughs> I don't do anything. Man. I know. Um, Terrible. No. Did you ever smoke or drink anything? I drink a little bit, but yeah. I don't, I've never smoked anything. Mm. But... Um, which is kind of hard to believe, but it's true. Mm. Let's talk about your podcast now. Oh, my God. I listened to, uh, I'm not going to say I listened to a whole episode, but, <laughs> but today, today while I was walk running in the gym, yes. I listened to... Uh, Which one? The, I wanted to, want to get it from the beginning, the debut episode. Well, that one's interesting because we only had me and Kevin. Oh. It's called Misery Loves Company. Yeah. Yeah. And we only had Kevin and myself. And now we've added Liz, the, um, she's one of the managers down there. So she sits in. Oh, Liz from The Cellar. Yeah. Oh, I like Liz. Yeah. Liz is great. I didn't know she sits in. Yeah. She sits in on all of them. She's kind of the third wheel on the thing. And we have this girl, Mana, who's sort of an intern who talks like this, and she doesn't really say anything. But it's a, it's a nice little fun podcast. Uh, he's crazy, as you know, Kevin. Yeah, yeah. How long do you know Kevin? I've known 30 Kevin. 30 years? Oh, probably 23, 4 years, 25 years. And it's never changed. But he, I mean, it, when I listen, I go, oh, this is exactly what I thought it would be. Yeah. But he's, it seems to be like uh, listening isn't really his thing. No. no. <laughs> it's kind of like you're the polite guy who just kind of occasionally chimes in. Well, I mean, he does. He I play devil's advocate if I can. But he's he's mad, man. Like his theories are crazy and he's nuts. And uh-huh. he could be, he's more to the right, you know, like of, you know, he's Donald Trump of podcasting. Here's everything, which is my version of the truth. Right? No. <laughs> and I say no well half the time. So the uh, it's annoying. I learned how to chime in a little more over the year over the Have you year. ever said, "Hey, I needed to chime in more?" Yeah, we've talked about this all the time. He'll yell at me. I swear to God, we were on a podcast the other day, the two of us on the Riotcast network called The Hole. And if you want to hear everything you need to know about Kevin Brennan, go on this thing called The Hole with it was me, Liz, and Kevin. Kevin is talking and talking. And, like, he doesn't need me on the podcast. He wants all the money for himself and all this stuff. Uh-huh. And finally, I just lost it on him. I give it to him, and he goes, oh, finally, you speak. I'm like, I st- the reason why is because you never let me get a word in, ever, you know? It's, um, you know, he thinks everybody's a moron. But he couldn't be stupider. <laughs> oh, man. He couldn't. So I can't tell, tell right you guys, actually, if this is, like, a thing you guys set up for... Uh... It sounds like Although it, right? I do know Kevin, so you don't really have to set it up. He... Let me let me give you a uh, uh, a quick synopsis of what Kevin did in two days. Okay, Thursday we do that thing on the whole. Now on that podcast, it's not our podcast. We're just sitting it. We're just sitting. It's a special episode, like a special blossom episode of this whole yeah. thing. And Rob Sprance is the the head of the network. The head of the network is doing this, and Kevin is he's asking, "What are your grievances, Kevin? What's your problem with the network? What's your problem with the split in money? What's your problem with Lenny? What is your problem?" In general, now the only person other than the three of us there and and the head of the network is some guy that he has on his normal hangout for this podcast. And this is a kid. He's like, isn't the guy Franco? He's like 25. Before this podcast is over in one hour, Todd. Okay, I'm screaming at Kevin. That that goes for like 10 minutes. Rob, the head of the network, screams at Kevin. Okay, and that kid in the middle of it all, he says something. It was the scene out of Goodfellas. Like he just starts laughing at something Kevin says. And then Kevin decides, I'm going to 
he goes, what, why are you laughing? And the kid's like, yeah, that was, I thought that was funny. He's like, well, I didn't say anything funny. It was literally like Goodfellas. Oh, right, right. right. Ha ha, you know, ha, am I funny? Ha ha, yeah, funny. Yeah, yeah. And next thing you know, this kid threatens to beat the shit out of Kevin in the middle of the podcast. Really? Yeah. Oh, a real threat. A real threat. Liz has to get up and push him out the door. I don't know who you are. We've never met. Please leave, you know? So within 30 seconds, you know, so then the podcast ends and I'm not sure anything gets resolved. Who knows? Okay, I go do a spot at the underground. That's why I have to run out the door at like 8.15. At 8.45, Kevin has a spot on the same show, ends up making a 70-year-old lady cry in the front row, and she gets up and walks out and has a nice cry up in the... What did he say to I him? have no idea. Oh, man. Being a usual Kevin. You know, I, oh, you're 70? I'd fuck you or something like that. Oh, really? Yeah, whatever. Boom, out. Uh <laughs> Amazing, right? You know, uh, everybody. You know, everybody wants to take a crack at. He's just, he doesn't hear it. He, he he's tone deaf when it comes. But I to mean, that is feeling. what makes it a listen. I mean, it makes it fun to listen to. It's right? a lot of fun to listen to. He's hilarious. You know, like his craziness is very funny. And and this is the craziest part of the whole thing. Not only is it really funny at times where I'm laughing really hard, and I'll throw in two words and he'll just go off on that as well. But we have people that write in. And this is the dumbfounding part that people write in like his anger helps them because they're angry people and they can't lash out at their boss and they can't lash out at that. If there's exact his like minded people go, your screaming helps me with my anger management problems. And and I get one a week, one email a week saying how Kevin helps him. Thank you. Just keep venting, Kevin. Is that the most unreal thing? Yeah, because they're 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 like they wish they had a, a an microphone outlet. that they yeah, could, yeah that they could yell scream. into. So wow. I don't know. It's it's doing really well. If you look at the yeah yeah, it's How through do, the roof. Have ads? We're do. This is the craziest part of it too. We have ads. One guy wants to advertise, and Kevin decides, no, I I'd rather have a donate button where people can just give me money, not on our riotcast.com. There's a donate button on the Riotcast, which would go to all of us. But no, Kevin's like, send me one on my website, a donate button. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, oh, then he keeps it. He keeps all the money. Right. So he did that. He, yeah. So there's a donate button. So now I have to explain to people. And Kevin, not only does he say this is the way to go, but he berates people for being cheap if they didn't give enough money this week. Like, his logic is convoluted hilarious but he really means it and then a lot of people write in you're the biggest narcissist asshole in the world and then other people write in that's the funniest thing i've ever heard and then some people write in i wish i could do shit like that because and so uh it's it's across the board uh i i really don't and so the the advertising you know the network is like you can't don't you know, shit on advertising. This is how we could all make money. You know, like yeah, he thinks it's just a wi- negotiations with people are a waste of time. I just feel like how many people are gonna donate? Exactly. At some point, and believe it or not, they did. He yeah. berated them for the last two episodes to donate, and a lot of these mental patients did donate <laughs> the, to him directly. How did you guys start doing this podcast? Well. Robert Kelly, he's the Robert Kelly is the creative side of the podcast. Uh-huh. So it's Robert Kelly and a guy named Rob Sprance, and Rob Sprance is the business end. So Robert Kelly uh, would wrangle these shows like like Boss and Bonnie are on one, and I don't know what the his he thought it would be good, and he he uh, would bring all these podcasts like Boss and Bonnie to the network, and he 
Kevin had gone on Opie and Jim. He was looking for something for me to do. And I'm like, I don't know. I'm, I'm not really interested in doing a podcast. And then the second he says that, within a week, Kevin is on the Opie and Jim podcast or radio show on Sirius. And Kevin goes on. Kevin somehow gets on there and spends the entire hour shitting on his brother, like Neil Brennan. Yeah. The creator of the Chappelle right. show. And absolutely just eviscerates him to the point of him, Tom Papa, just anybody, anybody, anything that any person who came out of his mouth, whatever happened, he got off and had about a hundred text messages. You're a dick. <laughs> I hate you. You know, stop talking about me on the podcast oh, from, from everybody, from everybody. Like, shut up, you know. And somebody, and then Robert heard that, and uh, a lot of people. He's like, "Why don't you do one with Kevin?" And I was like, "I'd rather kill myself." <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes, "No, no, this could be a good idea." And then, of course, everything's been a fight since. So we'll, we'll see how long. It Every week I go home, I go. I think that was the last one. I think those. Yeah, I, can't I think he it. needs you to quit in order to. Uh, yeah, he needs me to quit in order to uh, rake in a hundred percent. But if I quit, the network will get rid of him, and then what does? But he, he think? need. I think he needs you there, even if he's doing a lot of the talking. He does. Because it's it's not going to be the same if he's just talking. Right. I I'm think hoping. we'll find out. I'm leaving for. Uh, we have a bunch of in the in the can for when I go away for this three weeks. But Liz is there, and we'll see. He might just love. He loves oh, he's to hear do it without you. I think he's going to do one without me because what we learned is this is Kevin's outlet. You know what I mean? Yeah. He can't not do it anymore. Like, he has to scream like a lunatic, even though, like, if he's having a bad day, he was saying, this is how funny he is. He's having a bad day, so he would get on his bicycle and ride into the city. Now, you would think that was an outlet for getting out excess energy. But no, as he's riding, he says when he goes down the street and he sees a bunch of girls talking, holding a phone on the corner, like like they think they're the hot, they're in their sundress because it's a nice day and it's summer and they're talking on the phone. Like, look at me, I'm so cute. So anybody he sees like that, any girl, he, he yells cunt as he runs by. So could you imagine he goes like a drive-by shooting? He yells cunt and then keeps driving. Really? Yeah. That's awful. Yeah. It's awful, but it not and not actually and also hilarious in some ways. And also like mental patient esque. And also if you're listening to it on a podcast, you're like this guy I gotta listen. What else you got? Yeah. Because it's amazing. So I don't know. You, you gotta you figure sum out, it up, Todd. You gotta figure out how to make some money off it. Yeah. We're trying. But everything we come up with money wise, he, he kills. You should yeah. have um I mean, some of this just you have to is just sounds insane. Like the separate donation button for him. Yeah, we got to the we're trying to wrangle him in, but everything he comes up with, you know, he's so belligerent in his conviction. Yeah, you're letting him be the boss when he's not really the boss. Well, the, eventually the network's gonna go. We're doing these ads without you. You know, we're going behind a paywall without you. You know, like we'll give you the last five free. You know, a lot of podcasts give you the last five free, and then you charge ninety nine cents for the yeah. rest of them if you. And now he's like, no, I don't want to do that. Just go do the donate button. I'm like, Kevin, that's not how it works. That's not how the monetization of podcasts works. Okay? That's not how business works. I mean, it just, you can't be that selfish all day long, you know? So it's, that's my podcast. You sound, you sound exasperated. Oh, it's exa it's brutal. Fuck. It's brutal. At the same time, it's the big buzz, right? Everybody's talking. I about mean, it. it's a great way to promote your dates. Yeah. We're him. Well, you know. So I, you got, oh man, you know what you could do? You could book a tour together. Well, that's the Which thing. He wanted I imagine to, traveling with him would be a joy. That was the thing. Like, what, am I now a middle? 
Yeah, I'm, I'm back to middling for a mental patient, and I got to travel with right. them. Hell's no. So, and you guys should be splitting the money even. We are. Oh, you are. Which is driving him crazy. That's part but of it. But not. What about his separate donation thing? Well, that's separate. Whatever comes to his website, he gets to keep. So. So the announcement you make do. on the show is it just yeah. his website or? No, we met, we announce every you know our website. They're his website. I'm not like that. So like, if they want to donate to our podcast, like go to riotcast.com yeah. and then hit the support button. If I they don't, they don't. And he goes, no, actually, go to my website. Well, basically, I go, I clarify for everyone. Like, if you want to give Kevin money, <laughs> like a person on the street yelling, "Give me a quarter," go to Kevin. Does he slag uh, a lot of comics on this? Yeah, because I I asked him because someone told me he slagged me. Which I, mm, I just, I would, I would tell you, I would, I don't remember that. I one. wasn't even bought because I would just, that's just one it's of those Kevin like, consider talking. the source kind yeah. of things. Yeah. And I asked him about it. He's like, no, I started to, but then I, I backed off or something. Yeah. Like, I would have remembered that. I he, think Keith Robinson told me that. He, well, that Keith is, ah, yes, I remember the incident now. He didn't make, he didn't say anything about, you guys were sitting there one day at the cellar and then something about you ordering food and Keith was like, what do you, what are you getting? Oh, I'm getting the same thing. And you had a, a nice little whatever moment that yeah. is. And he got really mad. What are you like, four-year-old girl? Whatever that incident is. <laughs> so he brought that up. I'm like, we're we're all sitting around like, so what? They it's ordered a, the same kebabs, a, you know? It's, like, it's a fucking a two-second non-incident. Yeah, turn into 20 minutes on the show about, you, you know, you know uh, slurs of all kinds. That's um, That's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. What are you going to – you got to um... – what can we do? We could fire him. You can't do anything. You can't do anything with Kevin. He's, you know, he's like the athlete in the prime. You know, like you can't. As long as he's hitting fifty home runs a year, you're not going to fire him, right? You're not going to get rid of him. <laughs> That's true. You're when trapped. When he gets down to ten, sounds like you're trapped. I'm kind of trapped for now, but he, the they're like a series of one year contracts. So, oh, you gotta have a contract. Yeah. Can you quit? What happens if you quit? If we quit, we can't have. This is like a no compete. You can't do a podcast for like six months. Yeah, I don't know what Kevin's gonna do. If he see, I can't quit because if I quit, I and Ryecast wants to keep him. He keeps the fans. He keeps the money. I'm like, yeah. I'm not giving him that satisfaction. So I'll sit there until. Yeah, I mean, it also could be like you guys don't have to hang together. Just go right. in there and go. All right, this guy I work with. He's a pain in the ass. You would think that would be the easiest way, like Monday one o'clock. We but the target moves every week. Like I can't do Monday one o'clock. Oh, okay, really? Kevin. When? How about Saturday at nine fifteen? Kevin. We're in the middle of spots Saturday at 9.15. So whatever's convenient guests? for him. Yeah, we have guests. Who we've got? had guests. The best one we ever did, if you want to listen to one of these, the best podcast, yeah. Atel came on for his birthday. Oh, wow. It was Atel, Juskow, Dave Juskow, me, uh, what's his face, um, Nick Griffin. Uh-huh. And it was, and he, of course, welcome to the Misery Loves Company, and he attacks Atel. Like anybody else, like any really? of these people he attacks on the street, whatever, and Atel gives it back to him like ninefold, and oh, it, it is oh, hilarious. So if you want to hear a great podcast, oh, that's the one. That one. It's called Happy Miserable Birthday. How come, what's he? What's his beat? I thought he and Atel were- uh, They are, but he's just- he's. It's what he does. Yeah, it's what he does. We had Mike Gibbons, you know Gibbons? Yeah. Mike Gibbons is the showrunner for James Corden. He left James Corden. He's got a new show coming out in the fall called uh, with uh, Joel McHale called The Great Indoors. And uh, this guy was at the upfronts for that show at Radio City Music Hall. Kevin knows him forever. Said, could you come in and do our podcast? This guy half, you know, he just slept in, 
comes to us with a podcast as a favor to Kevin. First thing out of his mouth. Saw the trailer for your new show in the fall. It fucking sucks. <laughs> First thing out of his mouth. I'm like, are you out of your mind? Like, do you ever want to do anything in Hollywood ever again? You know? Oh, my God. Dumb. I guess if you do, but he doesn't care. If you do enough of that, people just don't take you seriously anyway. So they're like, ah, that's it's he's busting balls. He doesn't care. He he really knows that it's over. This is it. This is his last attempt at. Did he ever patch things up with Neil? No. God no. That's got to be rough having ten, nine brothers and sisters. If your brother blocks you on Twitter. Oh really? Yeah. What does that say? Neil blocked him. Yeah. <laughs> blocks him and blocks any person from our podcast. Hey, you heard him, Neil? Your brother talking about you. Neil will block that guy really? too. Yep, doesn't even mute him. Nope, that's heavy duty. So that's that. How we doing? What uh, what projects you got coming up? And we'll fucking we'll burn burn we'll, it up. We'll we'll, we'll, uh, we'll plow done. into the ending here. Um, what projects do I have coming up? Uh, hmm. Let me think about that. Uh, I'm working on with a production company. I have two scripts pending. What does that mean? We're, I mean, I we're polishing up mean. two scripts, so they are pitching them for us. This production company is uh, pitching it for to a bigger. I don't know. Why are that. you not pitching your own script? I don't know. This we wrote two scripts for this production company who has the ear of like some bigger people in L.A. Uh-huh. And so we have this one representative pitching this for us. Like an idea? No, no, no. We, the scripts are written. Oh, the scripts are written. It's written okay. or done. So they don't need you in the room because that Correct. sounds a little weird to well they have like a bunch of stuff they want to pitch like so like this production company is like we make here's all the people on our roster and this is all the stuff that we can make for you and then we would like an overall deal with a major product you know major so they got like all the scripts they have a no i don't know what they got well maybe they pick and choose i don't know how it works <laughs> you might want to find out how it works well i mean that's are. what they're telling us they're pitching you know their reality so, shows they're, they're real- pitching their us as writers they're pitching is your idea a reality show no it's, a, it's scripted. scripted okay so i don't know who knows what they're gonna buy or what they're not gonna buy but. and the clubs you work in the city are the comic strip comic strip comedy, comedy seller stand up new york gotham and once in a while, I'll walk in everywhere else. Once a year, Caroline's. Once a year, The Stand. Once yeah. a year, yeah. Once a year, uh, what's the one on East Eastville? Once <laughs> a year, like literally once a year, I'll go into yeah these places. What about you? You work everywhere. You'll, you'll I like work. work in places I can walk to in the city. Well, yeah. So the cellar, Eastville. don't reveal where I live. Eastville, okay. Eastville Comedy Club, I walk to. The Stand, I can walk to. But I also, you know, I like going out to Brooklyn, and there's some shows on the Lower East Side that I. You well, know. you're versatile that way. I am very versatile. I can do it all. I love seeing you at the cellar because uh, everybody's, you're different. You know what I mean? You have different energy than uh-huh. a lot of the comics, and I think that's really good for comedy. I think it is. I mean, not me we specifically, this, but yeah. it's good to have to have. None. Yeah, like you don't want everybody screaming. You don't want everybody high energy. You don't yeah. want everybody low energy. You don't want. It. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of. Well, Lenny, what's your website, man? My website is LennyMarcus.com. Is there a Twitter? Twitter is at LennyMarcusNYC. Oh, ouch. Couldn't get Lenny Marcus, huh? At the beginning, I don't. you can get Lenny Marcus. I was wanted Lenny Marcus comic, but they cut off the C, so it looked like Lenny Marcus commie. Yeah, you don't want that. Or no. comp. Yeah, comp. I think NYC is better. NYC. So now everything's NYC. Well, thanks for being here, Lenny. Thanks for having me. That was easy. Was it easy? Okay. Yeah, go listen to Misery Loves Comedy if you if you yeah, people you like oh, yeah, podcasts. Listen, yeah, listen to speak. If you yes. like the rantings That's of a we lunatic, we should plug Misery Loves Com, com not, not Comedy Club. Misery Loves thing. Company on uh, the Riotcast on the Riotcast Network. Yeah. you can find it on iTunes and all that. Absolutely. And listen to it. Listen to the Atel episode. 
which I'm going to listen to at some point. Yeah, you'll like it. And uh, thanks for being here, man. Absolutely. Thank you. And people at home, thank you for checking in with me and my show. I don't know. I've never said that before. Okay. Goodbye. Feral Audio. This is firefighter Raphael Poirier for Firehouse Subs. Introducing the new spicy Cajun chicken sub, Cajun seasoned grilled chicken breast, zesty cherry peppers, and house-made Cajun mayo. Just $5.55 for a medium. Remember, a portion of every sub you buy helps provide life-saving equipment for first responders. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Limited time only, plus tax. Participating locations. Firehouse Subs would donate a minimum of $1 million in 2019 to the Firehouse Subs Public Safety Foundation by donating 0.11% of every purchase.